They printed the best counter spell that they've printed in years. It's already a card. No, it's not. That card is not oh, a card. What? That's your fault. You didn't tell me it was a new card. That's on you. It's creepy. Whoa, 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 whoa. Welcome to Made the Zoo be with you, everybody. Hopefully you're having yourself a great day. I'm joined by this podcast's Travis Kelsey. His wife's name is Taylor Swift. Josh from Hometown TCG. I shaved. I told you I didn't keep the mustache. I am not this podcast, Travis Kelsey. I'm not worthy of that title without this sweet, sweet stash. I, I look more about, like I an undercover cop. to just the stash for a while. And I was like, no, nah, that's too much work. But mine is blonde. Right, so it's it's bad. It's yeah. I look like an undercover cop that is just that the grossest person. Hair? Yeah, it's yeah. the grossest look. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. And I am joined there, I was by the man the with the goatee, the backwards hat, and all of the Magic the Gathering takes that you are here for to last more than thirty seconds. Louis to George. <laughs> what is up? All right. We don't have George here, everybody. Let's just get that awkwardness out of the way. George is gone again. We will miss him until he shows his beautiful face again. Uh, but we're also excited to have a have a, a dialogue without a lot of interruptions. So. I almost brought a bottle of champagne to pop, but I was like, I don't want to drink a bottle of champagne. This will be people's favorite episode in the last six weeks, and it will be people's and least, least favorite episode in the last six the weeks. The community is divided. You guys need to get together on this the community is yes you either love george or you hate george you need to switzerland george a little bit here it's the 2024 election within may the zoo be with you <laughs> it's, oh, it's the divide i don't want oh no please let's not make this a political pod any magic it's the magic we're talking about magic all right everyone, this is what we're chatting about today we're gonna talk about the murder mystery happening in the magic the gathering universe murder mystery magic the gathering multiverse dang it i missed the m the murder mystery happening in the Magic the Gathering multiverse. Look at that alliteration. Uh, we're going to talk about universes beyond? Question mark? Uh, we're going to go into calling the bottom. Is it really time to call the bottom for Magic the Gathering? Is that <laughs> Wait, really happening for Vintage? We're on your channel, right? Yes, we're on my channel. This is the financial advice section. Oh, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> We're going to talk, speaking of financial advice, we're going to talk about the winter of sorcery and Josh's data that proves that sorcery is in winter. Uh, Speaking of things that hate money, we're going to talk about One Piece uh, and One Piece hating money on OP5. And then we're going to talk about Lorcana's sophomore album not being as good as their first hit. Uh, So. I guess it's just me on the podcast now uh, as I go into the topics. You Welcome wish, back. buddy. Welcome back, Josh. All you right. You wish, buddy. Murders at Karlov Manor. We are knee deep in spoiler season. <laughs> what are your thoughts so far on this beautiful, wonderful new set? <laughs> you remember when like, you were younger and you'd play Pokemon and you'd always hear the excuse. I like when they play these games with their friends. It helps them learn to read. There's so much text on these cards. You have to have like a degree to like, if you're not a college graduate, this set might not be for you. This set might not be for me. I have no degree post high school. I, this, I might just be screwed. Holy wall of text. I vastly agree with you on this one. Uh, this is cr- It's crazy. There's so much text on magic cards now. 
Where are my bears? No, let me, let me pull George. No, I love the text. Let's read a book. Let's read a book. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm not saying the effects aren't fun. Like, listen, Fable the Mirror Breaker's got a ton of text on it, too. Still a fun card to play, but man, even the lands, dude. <laughs> lands. Uh, yeah, this one's a, it does seem a little bit text heavy. Uh, my favorite card from the set, I'm going to get right into it, is the A Killer Among Us, which is a book. And you hate this card. I want to start off with some. I don't well, want to. Yeah, because you don't. You don't play Magic. You play Commander. So of course you love this card. <laughs> um, a Killer Among <sighs> Us, which has. I'll, I'll I'll summarize it. You create no, three. nobody. You We've got twenty it? minutes in this section. Read the dang card. <laughs> when a killer, it's an enchantment. Five cost. <laughs> Green for those of you listening. Shout out to the mm-hmm. listeners on Spotify. When a killer among us enters the battlefield, create a one-one white human creature token, a one-one blue merfolk creature token, and a one-one red goblin creature token. Then secretly choose a human merfolk, oh. merfolk or goblin. It doesn't stop there. We're halfway through the book. Then you can sacrifice the enchantment, reveal the chosen creature type. If attacking creature token is the chosen type, put three one-one counters on it, and it gains death touch until the end of turn. <laughs> listen okay you, why do you hate this because i want to talk about why i like it it's such it's so bad like first of all it's first of all it's a five drop second of all it's unnecessarily complicated the the amount of fun that this card creates does not in any way correlate to the amount of pain in the keister it is to play and secretly select something that nobody can see and make sure I don't secretly switch my select. Oh, it's so frustrating. The only good thing about this, super fun to see how this resolves on MTGO and Arena. Super excited. Oh, it would be easy to do that. Yeah. That would be way easier. That is that core logic is not coded into the effects of these cards right now. That's going to take a little bit of work. It won't be a I'm ton. I'm sure they will do that. Oh, they like, I'm sure it'll be they, like they a little button you, cl- you select, and then oh. when you're, you can reveal it. That's like, I'm the hard sh- part is, how do, how are you going to do this at the table at pre-release when somebody doesn't know what the card does? They're going to write it on their hand? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'm pantomiming having my notebook. If you're a real magic player, you write all your life totals down. You don't let dice handle it because then you get a mark justice situation. Um, I disagree with you on this. I think it's a lot of fun. I think that it it will. I don't think this card's going to see any play. First of all, this is not a. You said it. This card is too high cost. Correct. Even probably too high cost for a commander. To be honest with you. Um, but in a but limited environment, and in maybe the commander precons, if it's in one of those, um, I think it creates a really cool, fun experience that like can create a memorable draft experience for this. This is a cool draft card, right? Like you have some sort of removal on it. Like I don't know. I think it's cool. What happened to the days where just playing magic cards with your friends created a fun and memorable experience? You don't have to write down in on it. This is at least creative. Uh, like it's at it, least creative oh, design. We had the biggest innovation fight of all time. And you refused to say Wizards of the Coast was innovative. This is your line for innovation. Yeah. This, this is, is it. innovative. This is creative yeah. gameplay. Wild. Wild. Unhinged. I know. I, it's my favorite card, though. It's my favorite card you, of this, this current release. How many current. stickers are you going to put on this card when you cast it? I hate the sticker thing. Really it's innovation. It's such <laughs> fun play patterns. I get to All stick right. things. Let's talk about the thing people actually want to talk about, the, sure. the dual lands. 
what do you what are these what'd you call them the swamp lands they're, they're dual lands oh. i called them swamp lands when we were chatting in our dms you, the worst name i had the it's there, there's a, such a better name for them i mean they're the, the swamp lands is obviously terrible because that's just a black mana they're but the dig lands the dig lands that's what you're going for yeah, yeah. the dig really you get to dig the top of your deck it's pretty cool um all right i'm not a modern player i don't play really four on four four or four 40 card 60 card formats <laughs> um why are these going Lord, to see give play, me strength or why are they not are they too slow uh they'll see play in standard there's a there's a reanimation card in standard that's like look at the top so over many or into your graveyard put somebody into your graveyard then you can return a creature card from your graveyard to play there's a couple reanimator cards that are standard viable i wonder if this opens up you know a slot and maybe powers up a reanimator strategy uh for something like that i don't think we see anything maybe niche archon strategies archon or something in modern but there, you you want to do so many other things turn one you, you yeah. got thought sees yeah even your gorios vengeance decks if you're going to turn two gorios you're either not dropping a land and discarding the hand size turn one or you're thought seizing yourself into a gorios or something like that right so i don't know man so standard for sure pioneer pioneer maybe you could tell me the deck uh the grease fang deck doesn't really do too much turn one you could tell me grease fang and pioneer finds a home for some of these but so not really other than standard these yeah, are gonna here, be great. here and there these are going to be great in 50 50 percent of these are going to be great in c play in commander yeah, these are big commander cards, right? Yeah. Like, if you're playing any kind of graveyard strategy in commander, you don't mind the tap land aspect, but you love surveil one. Yeah, anything that has the green and black on it, uh, and a little bit of even like the the a little of the blue with like self mill and that kind of stuff. Yeah, uh, th- this is going to be a, a card that will slot in instead of one of your basic lands. I think the ones that are going to struggle are like you know your Boros color, uh, your Is it color. Uh, that kind of stuff that's that's just not gonna i think this would be one of the interesting lands where you'll see some of them are three or four bucks and some of them are like 20 cents right like there's just completely is it could useless. be i mean you got you got things like uh like treasure cruise and uh dig through time and yeah, things like that and also was it mizzix mastery trying to cast a million cards so you could you could tell me is it the yeah. only benefit because i'm just trying to play devil's advocate right you yeah. got the boros land your only benefit is like Make sure I don't draw another land because I'm Boros. I have two. What do I right. need with a third one? Like, <laughs> what is this? It's definitely too slow for Boros too. But yeah, if if it feels like it could be that way. Yeah, uh, but anyway, I think these actually are going to be fun pulls for people. Like, I think anytime you have a new dual land in a set, it is a exciting thing to pull it and to get it into whatever. And I don't know if they'll see like enough play to be worth much, but off the rip, I think they'll be cool things for people, which is exciting for the set. I also read that you can connect somehow all of the somehow all of the lines on the artwork the the shimmering thing that gold thing connects and it tells some sort of story it was over my head i tried to look at it it was like 2 a.m i was in bed and like i woke up to pee and i got on reddit for some reason um sounds but, about right yeah <laughs> Uh, but uh yeah anyway that's kind of cool that they they included something like that on these we have the scryland cycle right we have the temples already and i mean the temples see little to no play this is arguably a better temple right because surveil 
probably better than scry has a little more application you normally don't care if something's in the graveyard so it's yeah. a slightly better scry land the um the Skylands of Saul play until they just got like outdone or they got out like like they were seeing some commander interest in that kind of stuff until like now there's just way better things to put in your deck. Um, well, those those lands came um, right before Pathways, wasn't it? It was Theros Beyond Death. And from yeah, I think they came right before Pathways and Zendikar, and Pathway was like eh it fixes a little better you don't have to take a turn off but they saw a ton of play in in standard when they were are those, are those fetchable no see that's the big thing with these like here these fetchable. yeah they are fetchable they 100 are fetchable like and maybe that pushes them over the edge maybe that's the i mean so i run a lane i have a lanes matter deck and this would these would not fall into that deck um, no these lands would not matter in that it's, it's just too high power um but one of the things I often run into in that deck is running out of lands to fetch for. Like that's something that I have to balance in like my, because there's a ton of like, it's, it's yeah, all yeah. land matter. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. There's a ton of important lands in the deck. And sure. so like, I have to make sure there's enough forest and planes or whatever there um, in the deck to fetch for. And so like this solves some of that problem for some other decks. But, um, anyway. Sure. I, that's, that's, that's true. You know, them. Yeah. I don't know, man. I still don't see it in, in things like modern. Again, you could convince me if pioneer being fetchable doesn't necessarily matter. Cause you know, RIP fetch lands, right. but I, I could see standard. Yeah. And commit like, listen, everything like this to me just screams commander. Yeah, I feel like, I feel like I put these in every commander deck. Yeah, these are like, so good for these are so exciting for new lands. I started asking this question, <clears throat> what else can they put on a land that they haven't done? Right? <laughs> like you could start predicting what the next dual land, fetchable dual land will be in three years, right? Like what are they gonna oh. what, what kind of ETB effect will they put on them? I think that's kind of fun. Any I'm trying to see if I have it. I have a the land from Ixlon, Sunken Citadel. That land, it's a, it's a, it's essentially just a land that taps for two mana. It's an ancient tomb. As long as you're activating the abilities of other lands, probably hmm. great in your land ma- lands matter deck. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Last one uh, we were going to talk about was the. Uh, I thought I had it up. Oh yeah, the uh, the special guest slot. Wait, that is not the last one we were talking about. They are reprinting Assassin's Trophy. Why? Okay. Why does that matter? What, what do you mean? Assassin's Trophy is incredible removal. Right. It targets yeah. a permanent. Okay, but why it, is it? It's now in standard. Re- but it was in standard in Guilds of Ravnica. Which has not been in standard for some time. I guess like, it hasn't been it, that this long. Card, this card's a house. This card's so good. And so they also just, casually printed the best counter spell in a year in this set. Which is what? No more lies? Hmm. Counter it unless it pays three. It's mana leak, which, by the way, we couldn't reprint into standard because it's too powerful. But it is mana leak, and the spell that you counter doesn't go to the graveyard. It goes to exile. Hmm. What do you mean? Better. Yeah, this card's mm-hmm. going in commander decks too there. I know I only play commander, buddy. Assassin's Trophy. I guess from a commander perspective, like Assassin's Trophy, I'm not sure. Like I feel like it needs a reprint. I don't know. This goes so back in your lands, like... in your lands matter deck, when, when you've got a land that's just gumming up the whole game guess what gets rid of it i know assassin's trophy is a great card my point is like i guess it's just good that it's in standard now that 
like it's already in pioneer it's already in modern it it's already in commander it's like a three dollar card why does it need why why do we need it again because it's fun to play with it's fun to not have to sit there and not be able to answer your opponent's stuff it's it's it makes magic more fun i know you only like commander and you would rather turn around and write something down on a piece of paper than play the card but you can play this card and just like have memorable moments and fun. I love it's crazy. I just it's, like it's crazy, dude. I you just can like cast this card like, and get like fun. You know what you could do? You could cast this card on one of your opponent's dig lands. Oh, now you've had you so much fun. Now you've really now they've you've really enhanced your fun. <laughs> you've really enhanced and now you're drawn in the lock counters for two, turn one. Oh. There you go. Oh. That's pretty good. All right. The special guest slot. <laughs> I think it's a little you hate about that. You didn't want to talk. You're like, oh, George is here. We talk about spoilers. You didn't talk about the removal spell with text on it that doesn't matter. The spell that can't be countered, even though it, it targets a creature or planeswalker with three mana cost or less. I don't even know what card you're talking about. Never mind. Special guess. Special guess. I'm in. I feel like they're a little lackluster. <laughs> no? I mean, compare These this. Cards to are Lost, so sweet. Compare this to Lost Caverns of Ixalan. I try not to compare anything to Lost Caverns of Ixalan. That set was so good. We had mana. <laughs> it was Mana Crypt, right? Mana Crypt. Yeah. What else was in that slot? The what? The Merfolk that was. Tashendi's Tidebender. That, yeah. Is that what you're talking about? No, uh, the Mer- I thought the Merfolk Lord was in that spot. Oh, uh, yeah, I know who you're talking about now, but I don't yeah. remember what I was and, and yeah, this Thrasius, might be less. Thrasius? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I have no idea if that's the name. Let me let me be clear. I have no idea if that was the name of that card. This is so, cool. Show and Tell and Field of the Dead are both $20 cards. So that's cool. Um, I can't okay. believe how expensive Field of the Dead got. Somebody Especially because it's like banned in everything. Not Commander. Shout out to Commander. Um, that one's my land manager's deck. That, that yeah, that a, makes sense. That card is a that makes powerhouse, sense. dude. It's very apparent why that card's banned and everything. Yeah, that card is a powerhouse. That was in a wasn't that in a modern deck for a while? Oh yeah, 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 that, yeah. That's very good. Yeah. Drown in the lock, drown in the lock. Sneaky cool card, sneaky good card. This art is also awesome. Yeah, all the art is super cool on them. Show drown in the lock has no value. <laughs> shown well, that just got like a huge print in um the Magic Thirty promos too, which was like a really cool version of it. It's like a retro I, frame version. I was on TCG player and I was buying something for someone. And have you ever been to the point where you're, you're a dollar off shipping, you can pay a dollar for shipping or yeah. you can shop at their store and find a dollar card. Right. And I found a, a promo drown in the lock and it was like less than a buck. So I added it to the cart. It was yeah, awesome. That thing's beautiful. Yeah. It's amazing. Uh, show and tell is like a $20 card. That's only seen a reprint in conspiracy. Take the crown. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, that's a good reprint card that was probably needed. Field of the dead again, like it was getting pretty expensive. I just feel like there's not the mana crypt yet. Do you think we get something like that added this week or next week when we get the rest of the spoilers? I think there's 30 cards that are supposed to be in the special guest slot now. I was going to put you on the spot. What's the number of cards? Is it 30? I thought it was less. I only say 30 because at the bottom it says uh, the ones we have in front of us are M0019 of special guests, and it goes all the way up to M0028. So I just assume that that is the special guest slot goes up to that they are showing us cards 19 through 20 of the special guest slot. Yeah, it's it goes up to some number. I, 
if if they're hoping that this slot carries value, like if the goal is for this slot to carry value in the product, then we're going to have to see something else, right? If this is the if this is their entry into the secondary market that isn't, um, what is it, secret layer, then yeah, it's going to have to contain more from a. Because remember, the whole point of this is like it's supposed to be reprint cards, but it's also supposed to be it's also supposed to be playable in your draft, right? Right. Like these are super fun cards, playable in your draft, and nothing that I'm seeing right now is like, oh, if you just draft that, you win. Right. Like it's it seems it seems fine. Yeah. So I don't know, it feels good. Tireless Tracker, God, some some of these cards are just so much fun. Tireless Tracker, Dude, that, that card is a grindy is house. Sick. Yeah, it's a grindy house too. Yeah. Crashing football is another great card. I don't know. I I think they need more I think that this is supposed to be the slot that like carries the value. And that makes me worried about like usually from a store perspective, right? When when Mana Crypt was spoiled. Yeah. I bet you eighty percent of my pre orders happened that week. Right? Like Mana Crypt I, I got spoiled. Eighty yeah. percent of the people came and said, Hey, I want to buy a box. Like that's why, because a card like Manic Grip was was punted in here, and like that's what this needs to like make it up. I so anyway, I think the cards are cool. Like Feel of the Dead, Show and Tell, Tragic Slip is awesome artwork, really cool, you know. Um, but like, eh, it needs a little bit I, more oomph. I mean, it's important to note, like we have, it, it, they might be, they might be meant to carry the value of the set, but. And this is where everyone constantly boos me. But like, give Wizards of the Coast some credit. Their their cards designed for the set. I mean, just looking at Lost Caverns of Ixalan, not special guest set cards, just cards designed for that set in their standard versions are selling for a ton of money. Yeah, like the new ones. Like Wilds of Eldraine was very similar, where cards yeah. in Wilds of Eldraine did very well. Phyrexia All Be One. We were talking about. We, we plan to talk about some of the Planeswalkers. I had a stack here. That's another set where, like, the, just the cards in the set designed for the set are selling really well. So yeah. it, it, a balance is needed, and if they can achieve close to this balance, I think you're in a good spot. If you're only buying for the special guest slot, I think you're in for a lot of pain and and regret. Yeah, that's a great point on like creating reprint equity, right? Where they are creating yeah. new valuable cards. They have been doing great on that. Um, yeah. I'm not like, sure we've seen like again, I'm not sure we've seen anything like Lost Caverns had the the Ojapek the it's the the god that's the white colors. Um Ojer Tak. Ojer Tak like that. It's a it's a it's a token tripler. So it's an what is it, anointed procession, but three instead of two. And like it's, it's really good. And like that card again, like was huge. Like it came out, everybody knew it was good. I haven't seen anything yet in this set that has that kind of legs. Um, but what do you think about the showcase? Have we talked about this? We did talk about the showcase. I don't remember your take. The one where, w- w- hold on, hold on. We're in the variant era. Which showcase? The the one on Mythic Spoil. Oh, I guess they both say showcase. The the folio, the white ones. I'm on Mythic Spoiler. I don't see the the way one the the like uh, the ones that look like it's like the, it's like the scroll. It's the docket. Yeah, it looks like the folder. No, yeah. those those are awful. Those are the yeah. worst. I can't even read the cards. I was trying to look at spoilers last night. I was looking. I was like, I can't read this right now. Like it hurts your eyes. I hate them so much. And, and like it's not. It's like just off center enough to make you think it's an error. 
not like an artistic choice. No, it's Terrible. it's the, it's Absolutely the worst. Awful. I see him now. It it looks like are you in are you in any of the misprint groups? Yeah, oh, yeah. like the misprint and the oddities mm-hmm. group. Like this is that's what it looks like. Every card looks like a misprint. Yep, they're awful. Yeah, but and the art however, doesn't even like look special. The other ones are great. I agree with you. There you go. The spyglass, the yep. spyglass one. That treatment is dope. The the all you know what throws me off is the all black around that card not being the perfect frame. It it like sucks in on the on the spyglass view there. Yeah. It's like it does it looks weird. It looks like part of the art is missing. You know what these would what would be amazing on these? Is they took the the Streets of New Capenna gilded foiling and put it on that spyglass. Can you imagine how freaking cool looking that would be? I have so many gilded foil charms. I'm never out of arm's reach. So if you want to talk gilded foils, I do like gilded foils. I'm they're never out of reach for me. It, wherever I'm sitting in my office, there's a stack I can reach to. Um, all right, my last take on this. That's mm. not good. Streets of New Capenna. This set reminds me of Streets of New Capenna. That's not not good. That's the worst performing set in like a Ever. long time. Yeah. The only thing it has going for it is like it's got serialized cards, streets in it. It has the, you know, but it has serialized cards are in the crappy treatment, aren't they? Aren't they in the docket for the docket treatment? Uh, I think they're in all sorts of. Treatment. Oh, are, are no, wait, are they in the. The, they're in the Ravnica city. Yeah. Treatment oh, sorry. The third. Is. They're in the third treatment. The third yeah. showcase, which is the Ravnica city, and they're only of yeah. two fifty, so they're way harder to get. They also. This also has the uh, the blacklight ones. Remember, which is. Oh no! That's the worst. Yeah, um, I do remember that. Yeah, yeah. But the set seems so thematic but underpowered to me and that's how streets of new Capenna was it was but like buddy so you thematic. wanted the thematic and leaning into the story and that's what it feels like they're doing here yeah but the power level is just not there oh my god <laughs> i can't it's always something i mean assassin's trophies in it but you know and the best counter spell they've printed in years the counter spell that was too powerful we'll granted it's not a colorless in a blue it is white blue so it's still early it's still early in in reveal season there could be more the commander decks look really cool i've been playing a lot of standard recently i'm ashamed to admit it not in person digitally actually big shout out the nrg series they are they do free standard nights around me and i just bought a standard deck to be shipped i spent 220 dollars on cards for a standard deck wow just so my wife can tell me that we're too busy for me to go play standard on a tuesday night which makes she's right but I'm going to sit there and be like, I'm so hopeful. But Maybe. Ugh. Maybe I'll get to play. We've been yeah. running on Thursdays. We run into the same thing. A lot of people, like, they already come on Fridays. They already come on Mondays. And, like, yeah. the third day is just too hard. Um, the What did they just announce, though, for... Um, there's a really good card that just got announced on the... For um, the store championship promo. I put it in our store Discord. Oh no, I didn't. I didn't catch Void that. Walker, Void Walker. Oh, Void. Oh, Vo- Doffy. That's right. Yeah. I did see that. Yeah. Okay. What's hold on? What's that card do? Nobody. I don't know. I don't know. Of course, I don't know. I don't. That's not played. But, it's, a, it's a modern card. Yeah. Textless cards work when they're this simple. Yeah. When they're simple cards, they work. 
nothing i don't sick, know though, of all the textless cards that have ever been store championship promos that one is the coolest it's, one it is it's cool looking coolest looking one people ostracized cryptic command for being a yeah. having a textless variant people were like this has the more text on it that i've ever seen on a magic card yeah. how is anyone going to know this that's back when people, that's back when people cared though now now they're like yeah you can play with your your box your serial box secret layer card yeah you got your you got your phone on you yeah. anyway so you can look up the the final take i want to give on the set is somebody and i don't know if this was if this was jake and joel or magic shout out to them but it was someone on twitter and it wasn't me and they pointed out this is the first time where it feels like like this set was designed to replace the last set like we would have lost to depopulate the board wipe and then we get no witnesses which is a board wipe which mm-hmm. instead of letting the player with the highest or four or more draw card the person with the most creatures investigate so they make a a clue token right it feels like you know we got the dual lands after we would have been losing a land cycle it feels like this was supposed to be part of that old school rotation and it didn't and i thought that was really interesting so i want to shout out Again, whoever said that on Twitter, I should have I should have done my research. Almost like they're they're putting more effort into standard. Is that the point? No. Well, the the point is they designed this set and then they changed. They designed the set under the old standard rotation policy. Then they changed the standard rotation policy, and this set now is going to present some weirdness to where like two sets that were never supposed to exist side by side in standard uh, for a short that. period will it may exist and that's just a theory right that's cool but it's just it's something interesting you see a lot of facsimile cards like that would have moved out moving in that's cool interesting all right let's move on to universes beyond question mark so you brought up a good point today that it's been quite a while since we had universes beyond november uh, 3rd which was what dr Who? Lord, lord of the rings special edition so it was like oh yeah, so that universe is beyond brand. extended. Yeah. yeah, and before that was Doctor Who, which was in October, something like that. Mm, I can tell you in a second. I don't have. It would have been right before that. Yeah, I can yeah. remember complaining that it was like you know two releases in a row. <laughs> oh, I remember too. Um, uh, so but it's been a while, and so your question, I think you asked me, correct me if I'm wrong, was essentially like, do we really need universes beyond if it's been this long and the excitement is there? Is that your no, statement? What What does this say? about universes beyond so since the last meaningful universes beyond set doctor who right we've had lost caverns of ixalan ravnica remastered which essentially flopped on the secondary market but you and i both agree was a ton of fun to like participate in play and open and now murders at karloff manor just looking at that window of time without universes beyond does it make it more apparent in your eyes that we need universes beyond or that we don't, and not not Louis's opinion. What uh, what do these last three sets and the vibe of Magic say to you? We all know your opinion. We uh, so you're okay with it. I just checked my your data. Um, I just checked your data to make sure that it matched my take here, and it does. Isn't that great to be able yeah. to have? Even even the last universes beyond set which was doctor who the the lord of the rings one it's kind of like a it's like a reprint set yeah i can't remember the last time i sold a lord uh, a doctor who deck in my store like it was huge for the in your data shows it was huge in october it was it was kind of 
kind of big in November. Like it, it was a little bit. It was a little. It, it did there. the same thing that all trading card games, especially Magic, do. Yeah. It has become completely non-existent since release. And like Lord and of the, the Rings is the opposite. When I restock Lord of the Rings decks, they sell. They're like, oh, finally you got this one in stock. Warhammer too, to some degree, probably has died off now. It's been two years since Warhammer. Like it's like now it's like kind of you know lesser. But like the attitude that every universe is beyond product is going to be like a massive success, I think is wrong. Um, And I think like what happened with Doctor Who, and I think we talked about this, is like people just said, all right, I don't need the product. I'll just buy the single card that's really cool. I don't care about Doctor Who, but I really love magic and I really love that mechanic. And I'll buy that card because of that mechanic. Well, just to push back on that specific example, it sold more boxes total than the most popular standard set, Lost Caverns of Ixalan of the year, right? And Lost Caverns of Ixalan, we agree. And if you don't agree with us, you're just hating on magic, I think. It was a great set. Lost Caverns of Ixalan, great set. Doctor Who sold more boxes between collector and commander decks than Lost Caverns of Ixalan sold. Right. And and so even like a universe beyond set that felt kind of meh, it clearly must be a win for people either outside of our circles or in outside circles looking in or something. Someone's buying these products as well as the singles. You're right. I think the singles, especially for this one, flew. But like that just kind of goes to show if you if every universe beyond set goes at least to a baseline of something, Wizards of the Coast is going to keep doing it. And it feels like it's it's almost a necessary evil at this point. If we live in the world where we have to have 10 releases a year because we can't stop Wizards from doing that, right? right. We, we got to have something in there that shakes it up. It feels like maybe that's just it. Yeah. No, I mean, like, I agree with you that Universe Beyond has been largely successful. Way I, more than I thought it would be. The, the power level of the cards has also been able to be pushed so high. Yeah, like well, it's Be- just for Commander most yeah. of the time, right? Like for Universe Beyond, for Doctor Who, they didn't have to worry about anything. They were just like, yeah. let's print something that's it's, stupid. It's Commander, yeah. right? Like, um, and like for Lost Caverns, like they have to refine it down to that it's modern legal, it's standard, standard legal, playable, it's, yeah. It's draft, it's you know, you have to refine it to right. a core. Um, and like this is what's wild, like I think like Fallout, right? Like Fallout's the next set that comes out in march like doctor who in my from my opinion had a small following compared to something like fallout or which has a small following compared to lord of the rings like fallout is going to be such a massive massive sales compared to doctor who in my opinion like i I can already tell you on my website i have more pre-orders for fallout than any other set ever in magic history now granted I did not do pre-orders for Lord of the Rings because I didn't know how allocated it was going to be. It was like the first time that yeah. that kind of set had come out. Um, right. But like the pre-orders are wild for Fallout. Like it just never stops. Yeah. Um, I don't want to give too much credit because every time we talk about Fallout, I, I always want to p- call back and talk about the most important thing to me. What? That you've been able to pre-order Fallout through Wizards of the Coast on Amazon for freaking months now when you couldn't pre-order it at your local game store yeah that irritates me 
Yeah, that's well, it. I'm normally very open to like, listen, it's 2024. You can buy magic products on Amazon. I'm open to that. You could pre-order this. I made a video about it like December 2nd. The day they it, announced it or the day they yeah. did the view, they put it on Amazon and it was way, it yeah. was like basically distro. Now the prices yeah. now are lower or lower. I'm like on my website, I'm charging less than Amazon sure. is for this stuff now. Yeah. Um, but now, the initial that's a proper was, use of Amazon, right? Right. This if is why Wizards MSRP Coast, needs to exist. If if they sell, if even if they don't reinstate MSRP and they just behind the scenes sell at MSRP, I'm not mad that they sell product on Amazon. I'm mm-hmm. not even upset about it because you get to undercut them. That's right. your right. You get to do it's that. It's when they come in and they undercut distros. And I, I don't understand why distros. I guess distros have no options either. Just like stores, <laughs> distros have no. This is how big magic is. Distros have what are you zero do? skin yeah. in the game. They have zero. What do you do? Not carry like, magic? Yeah. Yeah. Like magic's just like, what are you going to do without me? You're going to just yeah. sell Pokemon. That's the only other mm. game that matters. Uh, and like right now, no one's going to buy Pokemon. So like, <laughs> that's it. You'll, so once a year, you'll sell some Pokemon. It'll be crazy. So I don't know, man. Like, yeah, that's that was wild. I remember being super pissed about that. Yeah. Um, it's, I, I don't like to talk about Fallout without, and I don't mean to sidetrack us too much without bringing it up because it just, it, it, it pissed me off a lot. Like, I was like, this is ridiculous. I I can't even, as someone who I'm ingrained in the community, I know magic. I know to support the LGS. I can't. I, yeah. I There's not an option. I, no LGS December 2nd was legitimately taking Fallout pre-orders. No, like, we still don't have an allegation for it. Like, I still don't right. know. How, like, yeah, I'm still, I'm still very lightly supplying my website and stuff with product because I don't know how much I'm going to get. Right. Um, so, and so right. Like, yeah. It it seems like that that supply is going to be large based on what they did with Amazon. They did the same yeah. thing with Ravnica remastered draft boxes. They put draft boxes up on Amazon for like fourteen bucks um, for a day. Yeah, not even. It was like an hour and a half. Yeah, but like I know, was, stores, I think that was. I legitimately think that was a mistake. I know stores who ordered it on Amazon and just didn't order it from Distro. Yeah, because it was less priced on Amazon. So like, I I legitimately think that was a mistake. Yeah, like because like that. When it comes out that low that quickly, it's like, eh, that feels like a mistake. No, it's for anyone who says that we ever, anyone on this podcast shills wizards, like it's stuff like this. That's just like evil and bad. Don't do this. Um, Back to your initial dialogue and question. I do think Universes Beyond is going to outclass magic sets in the next two years. Like I think 2026 probably. I think we'll see more Universes Beyond sets than non-Universes Beyond. As far it, as like number of releases per year, yeah, it's just working too well. Like it's just like, and it like this is coming from like comment section. Don't get mad at me. I don't like universes beyond. We've talked about this. I don't like okay. it. I don't want to play with Spider Man in Magic the Gathering. I don't like. You it. just said I'm okay with it. <sighs> you go. No, you're, you're like I, I'm. I'm okay with it. I've accepted it. I have. Like, but I just want like, I I. This is going to be something that's going to happen. We're going to get 12 releases a year. Six of them are going to be Universal Beyond. Six of them are going to be Magic. Well, that's then, not outclassing it. You'd have to have then, a 7-5 split. Then we're going to go 8-4. to four. And then they're going to, you're going to get, what did uh, the professor do a video that's like Universes Within, where it's like they just put the cards into a set that's like Magic themed? Like I don't see the point for them to do that. Like They're selling super well, and they've already... They've already crossed the bridge. Like it's why Schwartz now. Like just do it. Like now that's what it is. 
So you think universe is beyond leaks into standard? Oh yeah. So I my theory is that this replaces commander products entirely. This entire every yeah. com- every set that's made for commander in the future is nothing but a universe's beyond set. Aside from the rare occasion where we get something like a commander masters so where that's mean, meant to be that's already kind of here isn't it we didn't we don't have non-set themed commander decks no but like march of the machine the aftermath was like a wink wink nudge nudge commander set dominaria remastered and ravnica remastered are like wink wink nudge nudge commander products you know, Lord of the Rings was directly into modern and it was kind of like a, and then that's a universe is beyond, but like these are all essentially commander products. I could well, every see product is a commander product. They've since joining the magic YouTubes a year ago, a little more than a year ago. Now they've done a much better job with standard products, not just being, Hey, look, it's commander. And I guess there's another card in here. Yeah. Like, they've done a good job with that. Maybe for standard um, releases. Anyway, I go back to this idea that we're just going to see way more of it. It's just the way it is. It, it I, is. Yeah, I, I struggle thinking like it would re, it you would know. outclass the num- the number of sets would pass it. But maybe you know maybe though? you know what though, the excitement for Lost Caverns of Ixalan decks in my store anyway, way more than Doctor Who. Like Lost Caverns, way more excitement than Doctor Who. Yeah, and, and I like, think that's with a community that's going to the local game store and playing Magic multiple times a week. That I guess that makes sense, right? Like they yeah. already are in the Magic ecosystem. Yeah, you're 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 ingrained. Yeah. You're you're deep in there. This is the the benefit of of your universes beyond is like the people not only on the fringe, but maybe you got some other interests and it and it pulls you either in or back in. You know, right? Yeah, I don't know. I I don't know how to answer your question exactly. I just think we're gonna see more of it. It's just it's just been a weird time with somebody who everything was so universes beyond focus to be to have it out of focus for this long has felt like I'm like there's there's a disturbance in the force like something is not something is not normal. Yeah, that was all 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 the second half of December when we didn't have a release. I was like, well, they doubled up on Lord of the Rings. Well, dude, it's about to change with Fallout. All, all we're going to hear about oh, is Fallout. That's yeah. Yeah. That's how, all. How many yeah. Fallout videos you making? Dude. I yep. want to stream playing Fallout. Like, I want to. No, I, I told you I'm taking that. You you stream playing the other one. You're playing the boring one. Final Fantasy. Um, yeah. oh, that's all we're. That's all people are gonna care about for a while. Yeah. Like, that's gonna yeah, be huge. Right. Because you know what? Like, the Lord of the Rings had a lot of crossover. Obviously, everybody likes Lord of the Rings. Um, but like, there's a nerdy culture. Like, the only thing more attached to magic the gathering nerdum that you could have done would have been skyrim if you did a skyrim crossover no, would have hit no. more people than than this what lord of the rings is going to cover other a bigger than lord of the rings okay i, I thought you rings, I, okay okay I that's fine I, mean, I missed that all right because everybody okay. likes lord yep, of the yep, rings. Yep, my yep. wife okay that's what you said i got it now yeah well my, whoa, whoa my wife was a doctor oh <laughs> but like fallout is like Every person who plays Magic sat in the room and played Fallout. Like, I don't know. Like, they it's smelled, true. I don't know, at the Fallout smelly <laughs> nerd is what like, I think of. There's there's, there's, there's going to be a good amount of crossover. I could, I, I can agree with you on that. I don't know. what What's a what's a bigger crossover with Magic? Wow. Marvel will be bigger. 
Yeah, that's like going to cover a bigger the piece. Same of... way of Lord of the Rings, where it's just like yeah. everybody likes Marvel, so it doesn't count. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's that's probably why something like Warhammer worked so well. Oh yeah. Every Magic fan grew up in a game store and has seen Warhammer their whole life. They've either tried it or wanted to. Like. Right. And then there's the power level too, where which is yeah. Just like yeah. Even that, commander, just commander players were like, oh, that's amazing. And the Warhammer had a nice fit where it was like Warhammer fits in the magic environment pretty well. Like it's just like the theme. I don't know, maybe not with the guns and stuff, but um You were com- you were complaining about the guns then too. It did not fit the theme. That was your big got, rub. Now we've got thunders at uh at junction something. That's a that, that's a magic the gathering world set. This this was your you're like this is not does not fit in the magic of the other universe. How do you feel about that take now? Yeah, I was wrong. It could okay. it could get so much worse, clearly. All right. Speaking of me being wrong, are we calling the bottom? Are we agreeing with Rudy? Magic the Gathering is no longer dead. Everything's going to the moon. Is this the bottom for Magic the Gathering? Is that the conversation? I dropped a serialized card. I don't know. You want you want oh speaking of the bottom, serialized. There you go, baby. I sold a serialized card for fifty bucks yesterday. Didn't you? Yeah, you did. It wasn't a Brothers War card. You asked me if I wanted it, and I was like, "No, it's not. Not a Brothers War." How close are you? I don't. I don't expose that information. I'll do a video on it when I get to a point. I have checkpoints. I'll do a video on it. I'm sorry. Do you want me to rub it? No, but that's why I've been so miserable on this podcast. Like my back. I I thought you were just missing George. Shout out if you miss George. If you're in the comment section right now, and this has been too much actual. TCG discussion for you and you miss George let us know we don't have our usual interrupter here (laughs) should we talk about Taylor Swift did you see the whole internet's all mad that she was dancing at the the football game everyone's like she's ruining football no I I saw that she was they were mad that she was at the game I you know what's got more play than Taylor Swift at that game is Andy Reid's mustache and deservedly so the icicles hanging from that guy's face was hilarious I don't don't watch any of the game Football was already ruined when it started because it's like barely a sport. So, uh, um, all right. Tell me, tell me, you've never been athletic without telling me you've never been athletic. In a in a four hour game of football that you watch on TV, you watch on average. This is statistics on average twelve minutes of action. I gotta tell you, your your statistics are already off because a game of football doesn't last four hours. How- That's what the statistic I read was. So. Well, it's. Then you didn't read a valid statistic, my friend. Okay, did you watch? What do you think? Rudy basically put out a video. He was like, magic's back, baby. Everything's pumping. Everything's going to the moon. We're back. (laughs) Are we there? Are we? I didn't didn't catch the video. How directly are you quoting Rudy? Because that doesn't sound like him at all. (laughs) It was pretty close. He's pretty close. Like, he, listen, he, he said that we're going to see all time highs for uh, Wildsville Drain, Lost Caverns, and Ravnica Remastered. All time highs in what? In Lord of the Rings, just like collector boxes. In, in box prices? Yeah. You could convince me of that of Lord of the Rings collector box prices. You, I, I could see that. I could see something so, like, go ahead. I disagree with that. Lord of the Rings um, uh, special limited edition is still available at Distro. Oh, I, w- I don't. I don't mean Lord of the Rings special holiday collector bonus mm. poster. I mean the original Lord of the Rings. Yeah, the one with the serialized soul ring, which again, price wildly stable. 
One Ring's been pulled for a long time now. Oh, why is that? A serialized version of the most popular card in all of Magic the Gathering? I still think those cards are too cheap. You could just, you don't have to wait this long into this podcast to get a wonderful take like that. You could just subscribe to my channel because I've been screaming that in the (laughs) ether for like six months now. I I still think that card's too cheap. Those soul rings. It's got, it is. It 100% is. Indie TCGs have broken me so bad. Yeah, me too. Like I, and my I see, soul, and I my see happiness. twelve hundred. I think the the one of nine hundred soul rings like twelve hundred bucks. I was yeah. like, why? Why is yeah, it I'll, that cheap? I'll pick that up. I'll buy that. Why is that that cheap? That seems ma- magic assets appreciate in value at a normal rate. And next year, when it's twelve hundred and fifty bucks, you're going to be like, well, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, it just seems so cheap compared to like other things. Yeah. Um, I yes, I have spent far more on far worse. <laughs> um, I priced out a. I didn't buy it. He ended up selling it to me. I priced out a um, all power nine, oh. plus forty revised dual lands, plus some other like stuff. And I was the prices were pretty low. And as I was pricing out, I was like, "There's no shot this guy sells this for like what." what the price is like there's just no there's no shot that 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 he pulls the trigger when he sees how low things have gone and i was right he didn't pull the trigger and it was right. based off of ebay sales last ebay sales at 70 sure. percent. shout out to me if you want to sell your collections kitchen table tcg at gmail.com um but like he like he didn't go for it because he was essentially like oh that's way less than i paid for yeah sure and you know people don't like yeah. that um, I think we're getting that point with vintage magic where people are just like things are relatively back to where they were pre even like some stuff's lower than pre pandemic. Like things are yeah. back to there and you can't say the game hasn't grown in that amount of time. I think magic in 2019, 2020 grew more rapidly than previous years like i think the pandemic jump-started things because people didn't have anything to do um and so like i think that there's a a huge gap in the attitude of magic it's wild to think through like what if magic 30 didn't happen like what if the 30th anniversary stuff just didn't happen could you imagine where the market would be right now and like eventually we're going to be over magic 30 like eventually the community is just going to we're going to move on I'm um, a hater just as much as the next real Magic fan when it comes to Magic the Gathering 30th Anniversary Edition. I feel comfortable saying that because George isn't here. Because, like, I don't know, he's he not so playing Magic. Yeah, well, he's not playing Magic, so he likes it. I I don't know that that... It would be hard for me. And again, maybe this is where I'm wrong. Those two things just live in such a different stratosphere. Real Vintage Magic and Magic 30th Anniversary Edition don't even occupy the same space of my brain. So it's yeah. hard for me to be like, yeah, this price directly collapsed the press of the other. But you make a good point. When you look at eBay sold listings and you start seeing vintage magic pieces, actual magic cards, right. selling for similar prices as their fake Wizards of the Coast official proxy counterparts, it it's like, oh, this maybe this did damage like the actual vintage oh, magic dude, okay so there's uh, like two guys who come in all the time and sell cards to me at the shop sure and they're both like old older guys that were around alpha beta unlimited like that's what they have right give them my email what the heck 
No. <laughs> um, and both of them always cite Magic 30. They're like, Magic 30 just killed it for me. They just have no respect for the the, the cards. They have no respect for the history. That is right. like that attitude. And those guys, they are That's, playing that Commander. That is that community. That they is that community. Yeah. They're not playing Commander. They're not playing Magic anymore. Essentially, they still, when they play, play like vintage their vintage decks with their six buddies yeah non, yeah. yeah like that's what they play they don't even play the rules right like they're like you can't twiddle a um a time a time what is a time vault you can't you can't twiddle it like that's not how you play like like they don't they're still putting damage on the stack like the good old days. yeah like they don't but those are the guys who have these cards yeah like yeah that, so and, and so the market keeps going down because that's and eventually though those guys run out of cards and eventually yeah. those guys stop selling cards because they're, they're just like, well, I'm not going to sell it anymore anyway. And I think, I think that's where we are. I think we're at now. I'm not saying I think things are going to go up. Like, I don't think there's a catalyst right now. Boo. Um, no. Pump it, baby. I, I don't think there's a catalyst that makes magic vintage magic cards increase at any speed in the next two years. Um. Mm-hmm. There's a hot take on that. Yeah. What's your hot take? You're not going to like it. I love it. Let's go. We've recently seen the leader, the voice, the head of the vintage magic community have a pretty serious falling out with indie TCG counterparts. (laughs) You could convince me that those same two guys that were affected by magic 30th got ticked off when Rudy started loving indie TCGs and had the same opinion, had the same fallout. And as the taco King relinquishes the hold on indie TCGs and comes back into the fold of magic. So do his followers. So do those with extra income and 401ks to sell into, to buy their black Lotus. eye. so here's why I don't think so. Those guys paid 200 bucks for their black Lotus. They paid not paid, all of them. They Not- paid they paid fifteen dollars for their revised dual lands. They okay. they they revised traded, duels weren't even fifteen dollars when I was like starting to play Magic Buddy. Okay. Yeah, they're older than that. I know. My, but my what, point is they're not going to buy back into cards at four hundred dollars. They're not going to buy back into these cards at the inflation. Those guys' price. income has also gone up quite a bit, and if they feel a nostalgic pull, they also like, still have wives now, and they didn't have wives when they were buying the cards. And I don't. I know. really, I really hope that's true. I think a better, I think a, a better catalyst for reserveless high end magic is is the growth of the game creating people who love magic the gathering cards and want to value the history magic the gathering is the oldest trading card game old cards should have value because they are old it's basic economics old and rare right it's basic supply and demand if you increase the supply and that can happen you know when, when we have the marvel set come out the same thing that happened with lord of the rings right where people like it it increased the play rates. The question is for me, do new magic players care about a Gilded Drake, a, um, you know, a, a, a mana, a old mana craft, a revised dual land. Do they care about those cards or not? That's the, well, question. this is, 
this is where you have to have the ties. And we've talked about it before, and we agree on this. This, the the lacking emotional tie to magic sets, where yeah. magic probably, and you made a good point about the pandemic, but I would argue even now, has more new eyeballs on it on a yearly basis than ever. Between the pump from the pandemic, between whether we agree with them or not, the universe is beyond bringing people in and at least showing up on someone's news feed and being like, "Oh, Doctor Who's in my algorithm." There's a magic set for that. Now it's in my brain. Like I've I've seen it. You have to go. Then you have to take the natural progression, and it's something you and I did. Every I bet most people listening to this podcast have made this progression. You start playing magic, then you kind of, then you play your first like game store magic. Then you play. You know, back then it was commander. Maybe now you start with commander, but you play group magic. Then you go to an event and you do all this, and you fall in love, and you're you know building this relationship with the card game and somewhere along that path is the ooh i saw this guy with this really old cool collection right. how much does an alpha mountain cost on tcg player well now now you're hooked and you start making that move into vintage magic right. the problem is if you pop in and out and in and out and in and out you never care enough to make that emotional progression to where separating yourself from like you said $400 becomes like a Oh, duh. I love this. I would buy this for $400 because this is so important to me. If you don't get there, you'll never have that. If you never have that, now you lose the interest in vintage magic. And while magic itself stays healthy, you got a whole sector of people that just, oh, vintage magic, that's neat. I don't care. I'm just waiting for the next universes beyond DuckTales set. Right. I agree with that. And and I think one of the other issues with what you're saying that transition point is like the proxy culture of magic together now is like oh that card's worth 50 bucks there's no shot i'll ever buy that boom putting that in my deck as a proxy i think that might be your social circle because like mine is very uh, proxies i know that they're controversial you either love them or hate them i i don't know i'm one of those people like hey if you're gonna play with them if they're not for me but i don't care if you play with them it doesn't bother me at all i like i agree with like uh-huh. that's essentially where i have fallen now right. because like you can't fall anywhere else in the world um but like the point is that's per, that's going to prevent people from then getting into collecting and i think that's one of the issues i almost toe the line i'm not gonna go out and say that this is where i am but like Ooh. It's kind of like me saying I don't believe in conspiracy theories, but I spend all day on Twitter, right? Um, if they break the reserve list, and if they just printed this stuff as accessible, it would drive additional value to the old stuff. No. No? Okay. No. If you break the reserve list, the people that are on the on the I don't like proxies so I will save up and buy the real thing train. You lose those, right? You lose all of that money because you can get the new one. And the same people that like, I'll get a new one. Or if the new that's one's 50 sure. bucks, I'll either proxy, I'll proxy the one that's 30 years old or I'll proxy the one that's three months old. It doesn't matter to me. I'm going to proxy it. Yeah. I, I, I don't think that builds a love. I, I think what they're doing right now where cards feel, there are certain magic cards right now that feel collectible again. And whether yeah. you agree 
with them or like the path to collectability, the community is collecting magic more than it was two years ago. New magic. And so Not then it. they turn into caring about older stuff. The, and and as okay. you collect and as you collect, you 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 collect different things. So I, I think that's their path is making magic something that is a collectible that's coveted in, in stages, right? You can right. have a collection that's like easy to obtain and then one that's a little harder. And if they can drive you along those steps, you'll eventually find yourself in vintage magic. Now, that's a long road. If we have another two-year, three-year gap, we're like, nothing nothing is worth anything and nobody wants to collect magic, you lose all the progress you made towards vintage magic again. Yeah, and the average magic player also only lasts three years. So like, you gotta, you gotta figure out how to speed up that road a little bit some, at some no, point. No, but... But they come back. Yeah, they come. They come back, and, and that's they spend more that's when they normally. What? They spend more when they come back. Yeah, isn't that weird? A lot and then you're like, oh, you hurt me. You hurt me. Because they feel I'm like they back. have to catch up. Here's more of my money. They feel like they have to catch up. I see this is that every what day. It is? Oh yeah, no. I see this every day in the shop. People come back and they feel like they have to catch up to like where everybody else is. Really so low money. Yeah, that's crazy. It's wild. All right. Good magic talks, buddy. This is yeah. This is not going to be some people's cup of tea. I haven't made fun of your goatee once. It's fine. It's good. <laughs> they get to hang out and chat with us. All right. The winter of sorcery. Your data shows what. You know, we talked about sorcery, and we talked about one of the challenges with sorcery was going to be the continued sale of sorcery, and it does look like. As far as TCG player goes, sorcery sales have rapidly slowed. Tell us what you're looking at. I've got November and December in front of me. Are oh, you yeah, that's right. You're, you're 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 working off that that other information. Are you yeah. are you? Do you know about January already? We're halfway. Yeah, through. in in January through January at this point, there's 183 boxes sold in january so we're going now, from november for those of us who are listening or can't read yes. the minute font that is on my screen uh november 1500 boxes december 569 boxes halfway through january nice. 150 boxes yeah so it's 100 183 boxes at this point sure. in january so and that's, that much slowed down compared to december maybe a 25 percent reduction in sales Yes, but here's where my concern comes in, is this product has to last us a long time. I don't want to see 25% reduction month over month because it's going to get us to a point where it's it's very slow. So I, I feel like the question now becomes, and it, it not an issue right now, prices are stable, people who want sorcery, you can get it from, I guess, a certain retailer, but it would be nice if you could get it from your local game store. The question becomes, how do you combat this? In the future, how do you, for the next release, because always look at the next thing to be better, make people engage with a set longer, because that's your long-term goal, right? Yeah. So how do, how do you do that? How do you solve some of this slowing sales as early as two months post-official release? Sure. Uh, I have some caveats to that first. Sure. I think there's some reasons that sales, I mean, obviously sales slow down. We see this in every other game. We just saw this magic month, yes. month week to week. Yes. The problem that you're presenting is for sorcery. It's more of a problem because you don't have a new set coming out 
I've got that. Oh, I've got basically that up. We've got lots of graphs on the screen right now. It's, fu- it's um, funnier this way. <laughs> uh, the problem you're presenting is other games don't have this as big of a problem because there's another set that comes out within a yep. you know, month or two or whatever. Yeah. Um, that's fair. That's fair for the, the demand of the game. I think right now some of the data you're seeing, though, some of the other things that are going on in the community. One, there's a rumor. We talked about this last week that uh, Canada is getting more boxes. Um so mm-hmm. Prince Distribution are there's a, a big store that's been selling a hundred boxes a day in Canada. Again, this store could walk away with your money. I have no clue. If wait, the, wait, wait, wait. They're they're pre-ordering a hundred boxes a day. Selling, they've been going through a hundred boxes a day. They've been putting up a hundred boxes a day on their website. I this is secondhand information. This is what I've been told. I trust everybody. Are you willing to, and I, this is, I'm putting you on the spot here a little bit. And the answer can fairly be no. Will, will you tell, tell you me what how, the name of that how, store is? No. How many boxes you, the world's largest sorcery content creator and game store owner were had? Like how many so boxes? I did am you get not the world's biggest. Like I bet you, I almost guarantee you that, uh, uh, what's that store? Um, Oh man, what is that store that had boxes at 120 for a while? Um, no, I, they're they're the magic store that's always selling stuff super cheap. Uh, Troll and Toad. No, MVP. I, I I did not get the most boxes in America. No, I, I I didn't. But like, if you're an average, you're okay. Fine, you will call you an average sorcery store in America. I, I don't think you're an same, average. Sorcery. I got very very few more than the rest of the innkeepers, like 350 boxes or something like that. Yeah, a, a store selling a hundred boxes a day. There's, that's a big gap. Like unless they've only been doing it for two days. Yeah, I don't know when they started. I just <laughs> yeah, know like I was told that if, they are putting up a hundred boxes a day from somebody. I, I guess there's yeah, there's not enough information to know like how long they've been doing it and stuff. Here's there. my point. The, that's sure. neither here. The point Sorry. is there are rumors that there are more boxes coming. So if I'm a consumer. I, mean, I see 165, 175 dollar boxes on on eBay or on TCG Player. I see Team Covenant with an unlimited supply of boxes, but I want to support my local game store. And I see rumors that there's a reprint. I stop buying boxes just to wait to see if my store gets boxes. Right? Like that that's just kind of what happens as a consumer, right? <laughs> Additionally, I think a lot of money right now in sorcery. I think a lot of money right now in sorcery is going to singles especially from the high-end side i have noticed a lot of like the high-end alpha foils are basically gone um you know you you can't find stuff right now and a lot of the a lot of the whales in the community the current whales are yeah i i don't i don't care about that though i'm talking about like the 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 accessible the product that's meant to be just just sold and played with like that's what i care about so, so the big problem here is like stores don't have product to grow the game. Right. So there, there's no ability for a store to grow the game right now because there's no product. I mean, I'm running a big event. Shout out to uh, it's Pump It. We got Pump It at some point. Uh, I have in. actual info now, and George isn't here to like yell at me while I'm pulling it up and and make. I am still here to yell at you for holding this in Baltimore. <laughs> I think one of the Dude, comments. Okay. In the comment section last week was like, we'll get carjacked in Baltimore, can confirm. Like, 
the Cortesian, the the Cortesian Cup. We're calling this the Spring Sorcery Social now too. It's Ooh, gonna be June fourteenth like to sixteenth in Baltimore. Uh, super excited for the East Coast to have a really cool large scale event. Uh, the big thing is the Cortesian Cortesian Cup. I can't pronounce that word. Uh, Alpha Foil, Quarters and Thias, Parmesan cheese uh, for the big winner, and a bunch of other stuff. My event um, is going to be in the comment section below. I'm making it free, Josh. I was going to charge and do a whole thing, and then I don't know. I just decided to make it free. So we're doing it for free so that more people really? can come. Yeah, it's going to be cool. Uh, so it's on. Uh, oh, that link's wrong. Uh, but it's on the uh, the 19th, or sorry, the 9th, March 9th. Uh, I'll be in West Virginia. It'll be completely free. Uh, pumped, baby. It's going to be exciting. I'm excited to hang out with people and uh, to see people hanging out and coming to play. And we're giving away a, the winner is going to get a Alpha Foil Pact with the Devil, which is like a $750 card. So um, that's kind of dope. Really cool. And then we got a bunch of other prize support. Um, but here's my point. So like for this event, this is where this is frustrating as a, as a store owner. I won't have any product to sell. Yeah. Like I won't have product in my store. Right. If I if I have product in my store at this event, it's, my understanding, unless we do get a restock before the event, which who knows, that product will come from probably Team Covenant. And I'll probably have to sell it for I don't know, two hundred dollars a box, something like that. Like that'll be my that'll be what I have to do if I want to have right. product in the store. Sure. And so a store who maybe doesn't care as much about the game as I do. Obviously, I care a ton about the game. So this is what it is. It's just what I'm going to do. I'm going to do a free event. I'm going to have people. I might have product. I might not have product. The goal for me is like grow the community because I have a YouTube channel and I care about the game. Like that's the sure. that's the win for me, right? Yep. I'm a. I'm a that's not every other Got store. It. That's no other store. For your average okay. store, why host an event right now if you don't have product? Like if you don't have it, if you don't have the. And and this is the this is where I think there's a. Yeah, box sales has slowed down. Yeah, you know, that's because the the game is growing in a different way right now. It's growing deeper. I think like the, the people who are involved in the game are becoming more involved in the game. I think like people who are just collectors. I, I've seen a lot of people hopping in and playing and and you know excited about that kind of stuff. But from a growth standpoint, the width of the game just can't grow right now because stores don't have product to to be incentivized to host events. And that will or will not change in the in the future. Um, so that's why I think we're seeing slow in, in box prices. Uh, and I think some of that stuff does get solved eventually. Arthurian Legends will create more hype and excitement for the game. Um, Rudy's Bundle is going to produce some, ex yeah. uh, some excitement for the game. All that stuff's good. The, <laughs> with with the promo that's more nude than the last nude. More nude. It's eventually, nudier. Eventually, she's just a skeleton. She starts <laughs> off with a bra. She goes naked. Eventually, her skin's gone. Her skin and it's is just, gone. A, it's just it's, muscular tissue. It's the full nudity of a skeleton. <laughs> and Rudy's like, Magic the Gathering would never do this. They would don't. Ever. I love him, dude. Every time he pumps him, I was like, how much more nude than nude can you get? <laughs> dude, you're not going to believe what's on it. You're not going to believe it's, what's on it. It's so nude. It's it's so much more neuter than the last nude. It's crazy. I I love the female body. I wish I loved it as much as Rudy does. <laughs> Rant, random shout out the podcast. Good for you, bud.
Hey, same. Hey, hey, I'm hey, fully listen. confident in my love of the female body. <laughs> Nowhere near Rudy's love for the female body. This is a wild direction. <laughs> it's a wild direction. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is I Do you see what I'm saying thing, about like the demand though? It I do, but the thing that scares me about that situation, and I say this as someone who wants sorcery to succeed. Sure. What scares me is not only does this go against the grain for the way your average trading card game consumer has been trained. And yes, this is marketed to someone who's like, I don't like the training model. 10 sets a year, not my bag. I have always argued and probably will always argue that even those people, aside from the three that posted in the comment section on YouTube videos are like, I'd probably like more than one though. And while those hooks and the interest in the game and the roots of the game may grow deeper, we've often talked about the idea that, like, listen, man, most of the people involved in this stuff are to some extent adults and life and things happen. And even if the game has a 100% interest rate and nobody loses interest, you will lose players and people to life and the world around them. So... While the game is not growing wide, as you put it right now, I believe it needs to. Indie TCGs, especially those looking to build a relationship and the nostalgia and the love for a product that's currently missing in something like Magic, have to expose themselves, huh? nudity shout out, nudity callback, to as many people as possible. And when you don't do that as much, you might build a dedicated fan base, but you lose the ability to get more people on the hook and have the chance to bring them in now or in the future to then grow those deep roots. So it's it's something that's interesting. It's something I want to see. Again, I want to see it work out, but this is my fear. And the solution to that, like, listen, you want boxes, but at the same time, like part of indie TCGs is the value of the product can't tank. Like yeah, no, we've, we've seen games, they, they produce a product and none of their products will sell at whatever their minimum, like you can't sell below this line and they can't sell the products even at that line. And that's not good for that game. So Sorcery's doing a good job, like keeping that line. Right. But like you a have massive, to find a, a, a mass restock right now would crush the Sorcery market. Right. But you have to the... find a way to keep that line and still find a way to grow. Here's the hard part. I don't know how to do it. Right. I don't know, but you have to find a way to do it. So I think this is like one of those weird spots for sorcery, right? Where again, I go back to, they are so different than your average indie TCG because of the team behind it. <laughs> because they have, they haven't banned us. No, no, because <laughs> oh, they, okay. dude, frankly, like I don't want to be that overt about it, but like, because they have money. The average yeah. indie TCG well, it is, creator, it is yeah. the average yeah. indie TCG game is like fighting paycheck to paycheck and can't pay their artists and can't pay their employees. Like yeah. that is sure. that is who they are competing with. Um, I mean, they're competing with Magic. They're competing with. I, I agree with. They're their, competing with everyone in the TCG space, but, but like, they're on the same level as that. Yeah, I got you. And so, like for sorcery, 
it's it's never been done before but hypothetically you could tell me a scenario where you have these sets once or twice a year you slowly build a dedicated following and then you can start ramping up stuff as they get more efficient we talked about efficiency and i mean they talked about efficiency in their last interview with simon and eric where they get more efficient all of a sudden you can start doing two sets a year and then that starts growing and as you grow wide you already have this depth of community that really cares about your stuff and and so you could tell me a story where this all works out i think you 100 could i think a lot of what you are seeing on the market in the tcg player sales is is that kind of gravitas to listen like you can get on discord and facebook right now and complete your set without going to tcg player and buying more boxes like there's plenty of ways to get cards but you've called this you've called this the best box opening experience you've ever had and as someone who i i ripped tons of sorcery for channel members and i literally sat there with those videos i sat there with a giant smile on my face the whole time it was it was almost embarrassing to watch them back. I was like, I look like a giddy idiot. Like I had a blast and it's weird to not have that function of the game be so front and center right now. I that's, that's what's it's missing. So like my response is a lot of people are still opening alpha. Like a lot of those people who want to have the best box opening experience of their life are still spending stupid amounts of money on alpha. I when I do my alpha streams, the packs sell out at yeah. at 40 35 40 dollars a pack. They're selling out like in, Now 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 this is now this is the magic argument. The collector booster box for for uh Lord of the Rings was too expensive because it's for it's still $410 right now. But a pack at 40 bucks is attainable and there's some crazy stuff in there. I'll buy that. Cause I have 40 bucks in my pocket. Right. Right. But, but like my point is like people aren't not opening product. It's oh. like, I, I, frankly, I think that I think beta I thought George was out this week. I never said people aren't opening product. It's not happening in a large enough quantity or meaningful enough way with beta. I said nothing about beta. Okay. That's fair. I said nothing. I, and my, my, my point is like, I think beta I don't think your I think average beta, person who's looking so like, to get into sorcery or has bought two beta boxes has now gone and spent a grand on an alpha box. Like, unless sorcery is the richest not, community ever and it's average, only made yeah. of 12 people. Like, definitely not your average person, but you can tell me. But, I mean, I, for, for I care about the average know. person looking to engage with the game. The, the people that are Rush, wanting to spend $1,000 on, on an alpha box are in. I don't care hold about on, you. You're in, baby. Hold on, boo-boo. There it is. <sighs> we haven't had it yet. There it there is. There you go. Gotcha. I think your average sorcery person still looks way different than your average TCG person. Like we're not in the place with sorcery where your average sorcery player and, or your average sorcery enthusiast is not, I got to use words that you understand. Um, your average sorcery enthusiast is you're, not. The, you think the average person's buying an alpha box. So your thousand no, dollar bill is not something I understand. But I still don't think that the average sorcery consumer is a sorcery player first. Like, I still don't think we're there. Like, I still think in this world right now, your average sorcery consumer is somebody that really likes collecting, really likes the art, and playing is like a second thing for them. I mean, frankly, that's where I am. Never never said it was a player. Agree with that take 100%. So so my point is you you are expecting a average experience right now from a consumer perspective and looking at the data, but that's just not where sorcery is. Now, don't get me wrong. I think we will get there. Like I do what 
I don't I don't understand how you just went from it's it's the A to B there that confuses me. I expect an average experience for a consumer. The average consumer is not a player; they're a collector. Mm-hmm. I agree with both of those takes, but what I expect is not that your average person is a player and that they buy a million boxes. I expect that these products continue to trickle out as your average person engaged with sorcery is someone who is a collector. They like the arts. They love opening the packs. And if that is your average person, then they're buying the booster box. Why? Because it's $160 for the best box opening experience and to add to their collection. There's something there that's missing. They're not building it to fill out their deck. Right, but That's why they're ten, buying if, singles. If ten people were doing that, and ten of them bought a box on release in October or mm-hmm. whatever it was, and then five of them were like, "I want to do it again in November," and like two of them were like, "Okay, I want to get do it again in December," and now one of them's like, "Okay, I want to do it again in January," like that. That's not a sustainable model. I agree with you. Yeah, we're, we're, that's not a sustainable model if you need money now. If you're so sure you need money now. It's also not a sustainable model to grow the game because now I I can't spread that passion to you because there's not enough people around. Like, listen, we want to be part of the crowd. There's not so, enough. If, but, if I'm from 10 to one person three months later, there's not enough people doing it. But those 10 people I, I'm saying are still engaged. They're still collecting. They're just buying singles or they're trading cards on Facebook. I mean, not all of them. I'm sure some of them disappear, but they're still engaging in the community. They're just not but, buying beta boxes on TCG player or. And wherever. some some of them disappear, but some of them don't disappear and don't come back. And not enough new people are, are coming in in that scenario. Yeah, and the question I think that really matters is like, is there a place and is there enough places and communities where somebody who was in those 10 people can invite their two friends is constantly trying to, yeah. And play and buy product and listen, like it is a hard sell. Like I, I know this sounds crazy. It's 2024, but it's much harder to be like, Hey man, you should try this game out. Why don't you order a box from this website? Compared to, hey, I'm in an LGS and I'm teaching you this game. There's a booster box on the shelf. Why don't we crack a box open together? Like that, like having the product right in front of you to pick up and to buy, like, yeah, is so much easier to convert a seller or buyer than like go to the website and order a box. And like is- that is, in my opinion, what sorcery is missing right now in the width. But I have to just my my response to myself to that is like, we've never seen this before. Maybe. Your response to yourself has to be at the same time, just like we talked about. You can't print because the, the width is so long. You can't just right. print that sustainable amount of product, throw it in the hands of game store owners, most of which, to your admission and our conversation, don't just love sorcery. They're not just going to keep it on their and be like, hey, I'm only selling six boxes a week to keep things stable here. Right. Why? Because I love sorcery. They're not doing that. They're like, I can make 20 bucks a box selling at way low prices. Screw you all. I'm selling it all. Right? Right. There has to be a fix well, to that model, listen, and maybe, maybe and maybe it's release products to game stores. Every game store, your game store gets forty boxes, and that's what you get, and you won't throw a fit. Like maybe it's something like that, and it happens throughout the year, and there is no big release. Maybe it's like the product lowers in value, and then they release more, and then the demand isn't there for sources to take the easy flip, but there's not that much product. Right, like, like the thing with East the indie TCGs is even like selling at your MSRP is still like if you're a magic store and you've been beaten right. down by Wizards yeah. of the Coast, you see a sorcery box and below whatever the suggested price. I don't know what model they use. I don't know, put words in their company's mouth, That's but like fair. 
I can make 40 bucks on a box. Oh, I'm selling all of this. Right. <laughs> like, uh, Wizard no, of the Coast hits me every day. I'm, I'm selling true. as much of this as I can. Yeah. Um, I don't yeah. know. I, I like, I frankly, like I want, I need more beta boxes. I'm just yeah. frankly waiting to see if there's a restock or not. Like I'm still in limbo on, on that. That's a, such a balancing act. I don't, I've said it before and I'll say it again. I think you feel the same way. I don't envy that position, trying to find a way to balance this and make that decision yeah. so like, that I it can meaningfully they, grow. I wish, like, I wish that communicated better to, um, to, to um stores especially to like innkeepers right like an well, innkeeper like how, who's been involved since the beginning and whatever you like, can't communicate that to a store because then it gets it's communicated sure. to everybody yeah but like, i mean like listen if if beta is out it's not because it's that but what if that decision's not made yeah what if that decision's that's not her. made that's her right yeah, that's and, her, and her. that's one of the benefits of having a, a year wrong a year-long runway yeah. You don't have to make that decision today, theoretically, right? right? Yeah, you could just kind of delay it. Yeah. yeah. Do you That's think true. if there's a meaningful reprint, if, 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 if there's a meaningful reprint at, at the game store level, not at the Rudy gets how many boxes, not at Team Covenant is working out of the sorcery warehouse, if there's a meaningful reprint at the game store level, do you think the game experiences another boom? Because make no bones yeah. about it. Sorcery boomed on release absolutely boomed do you think a meaningful reprint rebooms the game or do you think it's it it has a inverse effect i think they i think to grow the width of the game the best option would be to do like I, i've said this number a lot maybe the number changes but 15 percent of what you had on beta through distro mm-hmm. so if, if distro got if Disho got ten thousand boxes, Disho gets fifteen thousand boxes, and it's scaled 1, to every store. Boxes, 50, yeah. yeah. So if my store got a hundred boxes, my store is going to get fifteen boxes on the restock. Right. And on the announcement of that, you say this is the last wave, like this is the beta wave. This is oh, the you don't do that. Don't do that part. Well, like because here's the here's the balance you have to have. If you just restock it. And you don't say a percentage, and you just throw all the boxes onto the market. Then everything's gonna crash. You don't you don't communicate that but, to you. But your... what if I can find a way to give you stores that that are that want to sell sorcery in store? You get ten boxes a month, right? That's just not how distro works. I don't like. I I think that's great if you have a warehouse that can ship that without dealing with the and drama of distro favoritism and distro not wanting yeah. to hold boxes and like distro is the like frankly, buddy, this is a big issue in this. But buddy, I hear you. I'm I'm not saying I'm yeah. not saying it's easy. I'm not saying that we know how to do it. Listen. But if you can find a way to deliver a, a, a an amount of stock to a game store where it's like it, it it's enough to satiate the player base and then that little bit extra for the bring two friends. You know what I mean? And and you can balance that this, model out. This is the hottest take I've ever had on the podcast. I'm gonna get legit in trouble for saying this. Well, then don't say it. You got to go One Piece. Like, One Piece <laughs> is such a funny example. Because One Piece is only at the two distros that no store is at. So if you're a store who wants to sell One Piece, you have to, like, go through all these motions 
like nobody's at these these two distros so you have to like sign the form you have to do your stupid video walk around the store you have to send your pictures of all your stuff you have to like find your sales tax number and your form you have to like do all this work <laughs> wait then... hold on hold on finding your your ein is not that big of a deal like that the rest of your examples were great that's a terrible example <laughs> you have to do all this work to then you to start, sign your name to then crazy. start a new relationship with a new rep who only wants you to buy Pokemon <laughs> and magic, right? Because nobody buys Pokemon and magic from these distros because they can get it cheaper from the other two distros. And then you can get one piece boxes, which is like great, but you're also starting fresh. So if sorcery just went to these two distros that nobody has, then they could restock. But the only stores that could get it were the stores that actually wanted to do the work to host the events and to, to great that would be I the see, ideal world i see what's going on here like that would now be the, the ideal world now that you already have the relationship with those two distros you'd have a head start and a leg up i see what's going on here i the, see what's happening the second option which is frankly probably gonna get me in more trouble is to just forget distro altogether and just have a warehouse in West Virginia. I don't know. So you're, know. You're, just, you're fine, dude. Nobody, nobody watches this podcast. It's just, just you, me, and three thousand of our closest friends. You're okay. Just have a have a warehouse somewhere in the states and pay a person to be your distro for your game to the 50, 60, 70, 100 stores across the country. And like, I don't know what the distro fee is, but I'm sure you can make the money back by just having the by cutting out the middleman like distro seems so unnecessary for indie tcgs i'm sorry i'll say it if you have money and you're an indie tcg distro seems so unnecessary to me the shenanigans that happens at distro oh <laughs> it's wild dude. it's wild it's wild um, uh, <laughs> so you're, you really like, are you're going scorched earth here no what? i'm not i'm not i'm just saying like i don't understand like all these new games like uh let's use a game we never talk about um Oh, and I, I even forget its name. Let's uh, pretend it's Argent Saga because that one's actually dead. Like the rest of them. Um, <laughs> that's good. Let's pretend it's Argent Saga, which is which died a long time ago, yeah, right? Yeah, not a no, thing anymore. You're if fine. If Argent Saga was a game today and they had a new set coming out next week, the only mm-hmm. thing Distro would do is send me an email that's like, hey, this is the releases next month. Let me know what your order is. And I would see Argent Saga on that. And then I'd look at Pokemon and be like, crap, it's time to order more Pokemon. Like, like that's like, <laughs> you I probably think, think, about you probably think what's that? You what, probably, what's that? What these games think that the distro is doing is like every rep is like, hey, dude, there's a really great game out called Argent Saga. You should play it because it has a really great new mechanic that you just like, that's just not like, that's just no. not the reality of what this is. No, and, you you don't you don't make your your car salesman doesn't make their 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 monthly paycheck based on the most niche car that it might be really great but only ten people buy it. No, they sell a hundred thousand Toyota Camrys and and ride off into the sun, sunset. Stores buy indie. This is off the cuff, right? Stores buy indie TCGs for three reasons. Okay, mm-hmm. number one is it, mo- is, is it money pesos and dollarinos (laughs) no because i I, frankly i think that there's like money that they don't notice number one is eyeballs (laughs) they they see a content creator rudy right like rudy's big thing for indie say you just come on no frankly frankly rudy's big thing for indie tcgs is that rudy's probably 
every LGS in America probably watches Rudy. I would guess 80% of LGS owners who actually like care. I, follow I the Rudy want video. to push back on that take, but I think you're, it's probably close. That's half probably of them close. probably, I mean, obviously they got him banned from fab, right? Like half of them probably hate him. <laughs> half of them probably hate him, but like, Jesus. but they all watch him. And so when they when he talks about a game, at least it's on his radar. It's on their radar. When do you think you cross? When do you think you cross the line, the the Rudy median, where you're like, I love Rudy. I'm starting a game store. I'm listening to everything he says. What's he talking about? I hate this guy. I'm I, reporting him I'm to LSS. Like, where, where do you think you cross the Rudy median? Like, like, like I, I certainly feel this on my channel in a much lesser way, right? Like, a lot of the people who watch my channel are our store like that i get that all the time like that's what i talk about so that's what my people like right like and so like one the number one reason stores buy new card games is because of content creators i i firmly believe the number two reason is because other people watch content creators and then go into the store and say hey will you order me some argent saga and that might be number that might be number one that might, might be number be. one. Yeah, it sure might be. Yeah, it's probably, it's probably close. It, yeah. They, you know, your consumer goes in and says, we order this. And you say, are you going to come to events? And they say, yeah, I'll be at every event and I'll champion for you. And then you buy the cards and then they don't show up to the events and they just sit at home and they, you know, they wonder why nobody ever shows up to that. Right. Like, that's the second reason. And then the third reason is tendies. Like, they find out for some reason that there's money to be made. But the first reason should be the distro. And that's just not the way it is. And so. All this to say, frankly, like Sorcery should come up with a new solution for this. Like they should, well, they should put the energy. They should create a system for distribution to the stores who want to carry their game. They should have. I a, do want to. I want to caution you, just as it. someone who has to have a job. Uh, listen, I don't have millions of views on my shorts. I have to have a job, and because it's so I sad, my views have have dropped. That I, one that, I, that one that hit nine million views is not pumping out the views that it was because everybody in the world saw it. And I had so, a mini I had a mini pump. Nice. I had a mini pump, dude. It was I had a couple days where I was like, what is going on? What's happening to the channel? Ooh, my okay. dopamine level in my brain is now just conducive to when one of my shorts is gonna pump again. Like that's the only thing that matters in my life. My my short I know my shorts are never gonna pump, so I don't have to have that. There's no expectation, so it's they very will. free. It's I very felt that freeing. way for a long time, and then it happened, and now it's like, yeah, I'm like, you, a I, listen, I got, I got featured. My data was featured on another YouTube channel, Jingle's and I was, magic. yeah, I was in my That's basement. Like a real like, YouTube channel. I was like, I was like this. I was like, and not only that, but I like both those guys too. So it was like a YouTube channel I like. So I was like, what did your conversation with your wife sound like when that happened? I, she has no idea. She oh, would really? not care. No. Yeah, well, that's like I, I'm like, honey, my 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 video got a lot of views, and she's like, oh, that's really great. Honey, I, that's really I, great. I said, I was like, I'm, I was like, I don't know what's happening in the last seven days, but the views on the channel are just pumping, and she goes, that's great, and then <laughs> I was like, no, I've worked for like a year for this. <laughs> let, let me don't get me wrong, my wife very happy for me, very yes. yes. Um, I want to make sure this is said. I get great head pat. Like, good job. Good job. My wife let me quit my job to trade cards. Oh, she did not. (laughs) Not for me. 
not for me. So like I have the full vast support of my wife in my life. She just doesn't get it. Like that's the problem. She just doesn't get it, which is not her fault. <laughs> my my wife doesn't. She's like, I don't understand why you care about this so much. And I'm like, I don't know either. It's because I'm it's a drug and I'm addicted. It's <laughs> it's I have Onward a to your point. About so, what I was wrong. <laughs> I honestly should just be a sorcery podcast. This is way more fun than the magic side. I disagree. I had so much. You didn't want to. You wanted to dig into spoilers for magic, but then you didn't want to talk about the spoilers for magic. You wanted to talk about Assassin's Trophy, which isn't even like it's already been out. Yeah, it's a great card. Ooh. They printed the best counter spell that they've printed in years. It's already a card. No, it's not. That card is not a card. What? That's your fault. You didn't tell me it was a new card. That's on you. That's on you. I thought it was a reprint. That's on you. That's on you. I'm hands off, baby. I'm hands off. I didn't know it was a re. I thought it was. A uh, you know what? I need George to come back so another person on this podcast knows Magic Singles and the player's landscape like he does. That's I- on you. That's on you. <laughs> I- what I'm saying okay, is why a lot. A-, a lot of. That's not why you're wrong. A lot of your takes lean on this. Like sorcery is backed by all this money. And like they don't have the concern of the bottom line and the paycheck to paycheck that a lot of these other indies do. I can tell you, as somebody who works for a company that made, let's call it, let's call it 10, because it's not that, it's wildly more, but let's call it $10 million. We made $10 million last year, and we have 11 employees, and our profit is in this model more than $8 million. Okay. We missed our projections by $2 million. Sure. There was fear that people were going to be let go. We've seen this at Wizards of the Coast. I'm not saying that's how these indie companies will be run. But there is a level in between that craziness and the paycheck to paycheck where it's like, we're not making money. Our burn through rate, we're not going to go out of business in the next 20 years. But if I'm putting this much time and effort in this, I'd like to see this line grow. That will happen. That will happen. With, it's a passion project. However, it's also a company. It's also a business. So your solution with, you need to figure this problem. You need to hire someone to do this. You need to, A lot of that is not attainable. That can't be done, right? Because sooner or later, that model will either become unsustainable or someone will decide that it goes away. Well, like, it, I mean, what, does your, what do your employees in your warehouse do for the other 11 months a year that you don't have a release? Right, right. Like that, that's like the, the easiest counter argument to what right. I right, and that's why, I'm, and that's but, why, and it, it's this is not a your wrong statement. It's my, just that the solutions to these things are far more nuanced than you and I right. can probably solve on a podcast. My my point is that like there are other ways to do it. They just have to be creative and figure it out. Straight, and, like, straight frankly, to consumer Kickstarter game. Frankly, like this is where I am with sorcery. There's not a team better suited to figure that out than simon and then in the sorcery team and like this is where i am on, i've told you i don't think i've said this yeah. publicly this is my last indie tcg this is the last non-magic pokemon tcg that i love and care about i i have said that publicly and this is to all the people every time i push back or present a counterpoint for sorcery everyone's like josh doesn't love sorcery I absolutely oh, do. Yeah, you do. I want to see it succeed. I want to, I not only that, I like the people involved in sorcery, but I have said it publicly. Indie TCGs have pretty well died for me. Yeah. Like this is this is guaranteed my last 
foray into into TCGs. I've been very open about that. Okay. Last thing about sorcery. God, I love Ooh. it. I got. Are you ready for this? What did you spend money on now? I got a BGS ten. George said it would never happen. Oh, you sent you sent us that. That was I, that was of all the texts you sent. That was the one I cared about the least. When you I submit know. a million cards, one of them's going to be good. Josh, seven hundred and what's the actual number? I might be lying to you. Hold on, I got the data right here. I don't have the data. I think it's five hundred. It's around five hundred. I did a video on it today. Four hundred and forty. That's the number. Four hundred and forty alpha foils graded at BGS. How many of them do you think got tens? Yours. It was yours. One. Yours was Ze- the yeah. yours. One, zero other. Like yeah. That I didn't send. You sent me the text. Oh, I'm sorry. Crazy. Crazy. Anyway, I just want to. It needs to be said on the podcast. Not cra- I did. I did a whole video on it. What's well, not crazy? That's not crazy to me. I'm we. The statement was always. Can the sorcery team produce quality cards? Sorcery team produced cards. Cards got to hands. Cards were quality. The fact that there's a 10, not surprising to me. I'm I'm saying George was wrong, not that you were wrong. You're fighting me. No, I'm just saying you're acting like this is this massive surprise. This is, I'm not surprised. Well, a 10 is pretty good. Like, oh, like that's great. I'm super happy for you. I uh, I don't care about that. My, My point is like, a 10, we haven't seen that in a lot of other NDTCGs. The ability to create a card that gets graded by BGS and a 10. We haven't seen it in a lot of other NDTCGs. So I, I, I'm Sorcery. not ready to like pat on the back for card quality that not only did I expect, but then I, once it came out, they nailed. So like I've already patted you on the back for that sorcery. Continue pets. Yeah. Here, now you get rubs. Now you get go watch my rubs. video. If you guys are listening, go watch my video on breaking down the amount of tens compared to PSA and um and CGC because there's a big difference. Like CGC, 90% of the cards got a 10. Now they have three different tens, right? But 90% of the cards, 50% of the cards got the equivalent of what a BGS 95 is. It's crazy. Crazy. Um, anyway, George was wrong. George was wrong. That's the point. The point is that George was wrong. Stop making me sound like it's bad to say. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Speaking... Oh, oh, you you can make fun of me. I can't throw it back. Yeah, I, I like it. I like it. punching that's up my, to some massive creator now. That's my love language. Getting made fun of is my love language. Yeah, I know. I told you had I had a rough week and you made fun of my hair. Did I do that? <laughs> No, I just, that was the first insult that came to mind. Everyone has been all about my, I almost cut my hair, but I realized my comment section a lot has been about my sudden hair growth. So the key yeah. is just put a hat on and then nobody ever talks about your hair. So, no, so it easy. compliments about my hair. Cause it's getting, oh. it's getting, it's kind of getting there. It looks getting you should grow it like way out. I, my goal is, is shoulder length. Don't do that. I'm 100% doing that. I'm an, I'm a, I'm a software engineer with a job. I don't right. have to look good. We are an hour and 41 minutes in, and we have two more topics to talk about. Do <laughs> so, we, though? Do we, though? Let's skip Lorcana because that one kind of sucked anyway. They didn't really actually have anything to talk about. Uh, <laughs> oh, One Piece. It's fine. I'll talk about it on my channel because no, Lorcana okay, gets mad views. No, I'll t- I, listen, I'll, I'll siphon all the views. Lorcana gets mad views. I'll talk about it on my channel. All right, great. It's fine. Um, one Piece has stated through Distro, again, distro um 
that the in in supply cuts for op6 and 7 so we just had op5 boxes of I, OP, this was crazy a box of op5 are like 270 dollars on tcg play right now it just released like three days ago not three days ago three weeks ago four weeks ago but they're 275 dollars on tcg player op6 and op7 from distro we got allocations this week and they said in the email due to supply cuts op6 and 7 this is your keep going. this is the op5 data keep going what's the average box price i can't see it this is just the number of boxes prices the average cost for a booster box 157 dollars oh okay well that's way up right now i think but i might just be wrong um <laughs> I hope it's check, I hope check it the is. price of it. Check the price of it. For me. I'll, I'll do it. Keep going. Keep going. So stop getting distracted. Absolutely wild. And this is gonna be crazy for the one piece box price. You're gonna see OP6 if this is true. You're gonna I have a, I have a hypothesis, but if this is true, you're gonna see OP6 come out at three hundred dollars a box. I mean it's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be absolutely nice. Really? And there was three hundred dollars a box. Yeah. There was a lot of rumors that they were gonna overprint. And like that they were going to lean into this like heavy supply chain type thing. There's a lot of rumors about that, but this basically squelched, squelched those rumors. Squashed. I think it's just squashed. Yeah. Yeah. This box, this box price is up. My. What is it? Was that Uh, right? How good am I? at? Oh, I was almost perfect. What did I say? 275? Yeah, I thought you said 275. Yeah, yeah, dude. That's not, look at that. Look at that graph. Look at that. God, Woo! I know my one piece market so well. I should do a market update every week, baby. This is how much the cards. Yeah, I'm. By the way, where have where have those been? I'm, I told you, I'm not doing them. I told you, I don't have the energy or the time. You set unrealistic expectations to your viewers, and I'm not okay with that. I don't even answer your guys's calls anymore because I'm just like, I, I only call. I gotta be honest with you. I only call it of obligation because I talked to George and I'm like, oh, if I don't, Louis gonna complain. So that's fair. Um. Anyway, OP six and seven are gonna be nuts if that's actually true. Now I do have a theory. Now I'm not saying this is my mm-hmm. theory. This goes back to conspiracy theory, Louis on Twitter. Time out. Time out. You just said the phrase. I do have a theory. Now I'm not saying this is my theory. I'm not saying I believe in the theory. I'm saying the theory that you came up with. So there was a rumor a little while back. That's that two other distros were bidding for the one piece free tendy train. Um, and that the contract was up after OP five, the contract for one piece was up at the distros that it's currently at. Did that that rumor come on this podcast? I thought we talked about this. We talked about it. Yep. (laughs) Okay. So my hypothesis is that OP six and seven will be available potentially through the other distros and that it's just the distros that got the supply cut and the other distros are getting the boxes, but they haven't announced that yet for whatever reason. Now. So you think there's zero evidence to back this up. You think maybe the one piece train is coming crashing back to the ground. That would do it. That would do it for sure wow just so, so as soon as the game is available like you know every other game in america is available that's what does one piece in i i mean it follows the lorcana train pretty quickly quickly yeah because that game didn't die no. it pamped 
yeah i know i'm just joking um i think that that could happen i don't actually think that it does happen like that's not actually like i think frankly my my real take is that they're just leaning into this like scarcity and like that's just what they want like bandai listens to the podcast and they heard me go bandai's gonna bandai they're like gosh darn it no we're not stop using my noun as a verb oh we're not listen we're we're not printing you know what op6 no boxes no Um, boxes but either way it's gonna be wild um this gonna be an interesting release so if they scale back like so then I guess this is Bandai Bandaiing in a whole new way. Because now that you've built a game that is arguably the most fun game to play on the market as far as indies are concerned or new games or not Magic and Pokemon, the most fun game to play on the market, and you've captured the hearts and mind of tendy farmers and collectors alike yep. to crush it all. By printing no boxes would be, I guess, a different way that Bandai can Bandai. Think, I, I, the only thing I can think of is like, here's how you sell more Battle Spirit Saga. You lower. <laughs> this is how you That's sell Dragon Ball. This is such a good take. This is how you sell Dragon Ball and Battle Spirit Saga and Digimon, right? That's such this a is good take. Games is you. You're, that's so good destroy the quantity of one piece and force your your stores to buy the other games in order to get the one piece which then sells for $500 a box I don't know man I think I'm a that, genius that's the that's the best conspiracy theory in the history of this podcast that I I want to send you flowers. Like I want to put you on stage and let you make an acceptance speech. That was amazing. Then you never have to play the game of how many boxes should we print? Cuz you just don't print you know that you're not printing nearly enough. What if but, they cycle this? What if they what, what if they only drive you to one game and they just cycle those player bases between these four games? I mean that's essentially what Bandai does anyway. They just found one that actually pulled people in in this one. But well, this this one's stuck and they're not used to it. What they do is they have a script and it's about this time in the Bandai script that they have to print less boxes or the game's going to go under and they haven't deviated yet. They're not used to like, "Oh, wait, people are still buying this game?" Oh, yeah. weird. They're like they're doing they don't the even look at their their own sales data. They're like, we know it's bad. <laughs> they're doing the opposite of what Rudy told them to do, but doing everything that Rudy tells every other game to do. Well, that's because there's uh, we're equal opportunity printers here. When you have genuine demand, Lorcana, yeah. we were like we weren't like keep the value up, let the train go to the moon. Like no print more boxes you a-holes like what are you doing like it, it, this feels like band it's like guys this one's obvious this is the one everyone gets wrong but it's like the easiest answer on the test everyone likes your game genuine demand dedicated sale, sales constant cons- consistent player base print more boxes like they're not doing they're not not doing a ton it. more you don't have to triple the pr- you know what you don't have to print two hundred and fifty thousand boxes you don't, you don't have, have to do that. that. Don't do you it. don't have to do that. Just just print 10 15 You don't have to you don't have to be that unaware of your surroundings. You but don't you have to 10x your previous print run. You don't have yeah, you don't have to do more that. that. Uh, it was, it was but you don't have to do that. You can print just like God. some more. 
that like, also it. only fun. includes f- f- never mind um yeah. all right let's hit lorcana real quick sophomore albums why would you want to no? hit a disney card game it's so horrible do i talk about it or not you save it for next week we can save it for next week george loves lorcana yeah. you know what? maybe that's our little shout out to george yeah shout out to george We've dunked on him a couple times. Go watch Josh's channel, though, where he will do a video about the Floodborne sales data and the sophomore album of Lorcanta, um, of Lorcanta, and go subscribe to his uh, pay, his um, his channel membership. Just subscribe to the channel. Just hit the sub button because I'm always I'm I'm going to 8K now. We were close for a while. Wow. You suck. Yeah, you your success, your success is crushing me spiritually. It's just so shorts, I want to get to 8K. Let's it's go. The shorts. It's just the shorts. So it, it's not me. I, I had this conversation with somebody yesterday. The best thing on my channel is the thing that I'm not in. The thing that's oh made my, my channel grow. And I can't believe George hasn't said this. The thing that's yeah. made my channel grow is the thing that I'm never. It's just my hand. You see my thumb. You're just like, you got a, you got a great thumb, hand, though. baby. You got, you got a great thumb. Yeah. It's a, it's a thumbnail. Yeah. Thumbnail. best one in your channel um oh i didn't also i want to make fun of myself before the, end of the podcast so it snowed here right like lots of pretty good snow for don't even talk five. don't even talk to me yeah for west don't even, lots of snow don't everyone even. it's monday night we're at the shop nobody showed up for popper but we had our like you know three pods of commander hanging out everyone's talking about how they can't go anywhere because there's snow and i'm just being that guy in the room right like Oh, this whole state can't drive in the snow. You guys are blah, blah, blah. I grew up in Northeast Ohio. This is nothing. Yeah, it's just a constant me bickering and badgering people who can't drive in the snow. They don't know what to do. So then I decide to go do donuts in the parking lot when we close because, you know, there's stuff. Uh, You're culturally obligated. You're a Midwest guy and it has snowed. Empty parking no lot. Problems. Empty yep. parking lot. Late at night. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Well, I go do a donut and I get a flat tire. <laughs> so, just couldn't resist the urge. Get a flat. Why tire. do you have the one piece of trucks? <laughs> no, exactly. just when things were going so well, you you blew a tire. Anyway, uh, hey, if you guys want to talk about all things, head on over to kitchentabletcg.com and join the Discord server. It's completely free now to be a part of. There are tiers that you can then pay to be a supporter if you want to, uh, but it is uh, all the info and stuff is there. Go join the Discord server. Come hang out with us, chat in the server, um, and then uh, if you want to chat in the Made the Zuby with you section or do other things, get discounts and stuff, you can become a Blue Wizard. Blue Wizards, five bucks Why a month. Why did you change the names? For my patron? Yeah. Because I wanted to have a legacy role for the people who were around before I made the transition to Discord. Legacy! Um, so, like, that was a big reason. And then, I know, I, I thought the idea of, like, having different wizards in the server was cool. I kind of got RuneScape-esque with it. You had, like, the red wizard and the blue wizard and the gold wizard. I don't know. I you know what I realized? I think I'm a patron of yours. Nice. You're, you I have think I'm a legitimate. Yeah. I should probably join the channel memberships. I used to be a patron of yours, but then didn't you close that? Or am I still a patron of yours? You're not a patron of mine. I was. Mm. I think you canceled them. Mm, I think you meant to be. <laughs> no, I was definitely a patron. I was a patron uh, of all the all the channels. That's a mistake. 100%. That's a lot of that's a lot of money you I probably want back. I'm still a patron and you don't know. 
That's my. I could believe. I could believe that. I could yeah, believe that. That's my. Uh, that might be true. I migrated. Right, I migrated. Go watch Josh's channel. I just looked at the wrong camera. I looked at my camera. That's all the way up there. Go we've watch pu- Josh's we've, channel. We've pumped it up enough, but ends end this podcast. May the zoo be with you. Remember, be kind of the people around you, and may the zoo be with you. Also with you, bud.